0: when things are shifting we're going to be a new world order we've got to leave it program is brought to you by friends and partners of In Time Headlines. All right, what's up, everybody? It is Monday, February sixth, uh, two thousand and twenty-three, and the Turkey has been rocked and leveled to the core with two giant, what the even the mainstream media is called mega quakes. Uh, that's going to be our topic of discussion tonight for tonight's podcast we want to welcome everybody to the broadcast if again if you're new to the broadcast if it's your first time joining us let us know in the comment section below that you are new and again let us know where you guys are joining us from so we can acknowledge that again tonight uh i'm ricky Caprell the founder the pastor and the voice of end time headlines uh we are discussing news and headlines from a prophetic perspective so we want to get you up to date uh with this uh, absolutely devastating series of earthquakes that have struck Turkey, uh, let me pull up. This is an article from the Daily Mail. Again, this is from the DailyMail.com. At least ten thousand have been feared dead after mega earthquake, and I should say quakes, because uh, there was two back-to-back earthquakes that struck. Again, Turkey. Um, this headline says there is a race against time uh, to save victims who could freeze to death beneath rubble. Trapped survivors beg to be rescued on Facebook Live after again a series of earthquakes have rocked Turkey and Turkey and even Syria. The first quake struck early hours on Monday as people were still asleep in their homes. A second huge quake struck at 1.24 p.m., 60 miles north of of the first epicenter. Uh, The report indicates, again, as many as 10,000. I I believe there's been, uh, as of this report, there's roughly around 2,500 that has been confirmed dead, and they're saying that this number could raise or rise uh, much higher, even, again, as as more, as close to even 10,000. And this is not just Turkey, but it parts of Syria as well. While temperatures are set to fall near freezing overnight, rescues are now racing against the clock in a desperate attempt to, uh, to reach survivors who remain trapped under collapsed buildings and are at risk of freezing to death before help arrives. Their conditions and those of people left homeless by the 7.8 and 7.5 now there has been reports that the the first initial quake was much higher. It was probably around an eight point one, and it was downgraded. So it was either a seven point eight. We're going to say a seven point eight to eight point one on the Richter scale, and then a and then it was followed by a series of aftershocks that were not small by any means, and then a again a seven point five, which this is huge quakes. These are huge quakes that struck Turkey. Uh, I'm going to scroll down here and give you a little bit more. The death toll and the unfolding humanitarian crisis has already risen past 2,400. Again, I've seen reports as even in the higher, uh, upper, higher to 25 to 26, and even 2,800. But nevertheless, the death toll is to expect it to rise significantly as the disaster unfolds. The U.S. Geological Survey warned the fatalities again from the quake could reach into the 10,000 range. Uh Heartbreaking videos and pictures from dozens of cities across two countries have shown weeping parents carrying the lifeless bodies of their children in their arms and miraculous rescue uh, rescues being executed by emergency responders, buildings slamming to the ground in seconds and entire neighborhoods being reduced to rubble. Uh, There's a video right here on your screen that you're watching as I'm doing this and you can see one of these buildings completely collapsing. As they caught it live on video, uh, you see some of these horrific images coming out. Uh, l- look at this picture right here. This is, again, where the rescue efforts are underway there after a, a a 15 story building collapsed there in the region of Turkey. You can see that again more when you go to, if you go to dailymail.com, they got all these images here. These are people they're pulling out from under the rubble there. Uh, distraught residents crying for help after they're trapped under this earthquake. Here is a, um, here's a picture on your screen, an image where it shows you where the two epicenters of these quakes took place. Again, a, the, the, the 7.8, some put it even higher, that was downgraded. Uh, the first one struck there at 4.17 a.m., and then the second one there, right there, uh, close to the same region at a magnitude 7.5 uh, at 1.24 p.m. local time there in Turkey. And you can see here on the map, all this region, Syria, Lebanon, even into parts of Israel, Iraq, uh, and so on and so forth. All these individuals, these regions felt this earthquake. It was so powerful. Uh, I want to r- scroll down here as of Monday, as Monday rode on concerns grew for people trapped under the rubble as thousands of rescue workers across a 200 mile radius jumped into action. Um, i want to, as we scroll down on this article, there was something I wanted to show you here. Buildings were reported to have collapsed as far South as serious cities of Aleppo and Hama, and other regions there in turkey more than 200 miles northeast of the epicenter of this first magnitude again 8.1 downgraded 7.8
1: this morning death and destruction in south central turkey and in neighboring syria a magnitude 7.8 earthquake followed by a series of aftershocks leaving a rising number of dead and dozens of buildings destroyed at the top of one building arcing wires could be seen lighting up the sky the main tremor felt in at least nine cities Survivors out of breath and in a daze searching for loved ones buried in debris. The epicenter in the Turkish city of Karaman Maras near the border with Syria. So close the Syrian civil defense declared an emergency, noting the collapse of several residential buildings and activating teams to rescue the stranded and those trapped under the rubble. But the damage in Turkey is extensive, even those whose homes are still standing saw light fixtures sway as debris fell around them. The White House National Security Advisor issuing a statement saying President Biden has directed U.S. aid and other federal government partners to assess U.S. response options.
0: We have warehouses filled with a already deploying trucks, rerouting trucks from Warsaw. They're already, like, en route this afternoon straight to uh, Turkey, and we already have teams at the airport right now from Warsaw. So they'll be landing there by, like,
1: And Turkey's president, Erdogan, tweeting the quake was felt in many parts of the country, adding search and rescue teams have been immediately dispatched and expressing his hope that we will get through this disaster together.
0: Even more fascinating is a three point eight magnitude struck in uh, in America, in Buffalo, New York. Uh, In the United States and one meteorologist Tyler Metcalf suggested on his Twitter account that the Turkey earthquake could have, quote, destabilized faults across the world. Now, guys, this is. This is extraordinary.
2: Let's get the latest on the smaller uh, but still significant earthquake that happened in Buffalo, New York this morning. Uh, Surrounding areas woke up to a shake right there in western New York. And it's pretty incredible to hear some of the developments of people actually getting woken up out of bed from this just after 6 a.m. Listen. Yeah, shocker, right? This is a 3.8 magnitude, according to the U.S. Geological Survey report. Happened at 6.15 Eastern Time on the northeastern edge of West Seneca. That's near the Lackawanna border. This earthquake could be felt as far north as Niagara Falls, right there along the Canadian border. And as far south as Orchard Park, New York, the Canadian government reports the seismic shift at 4.2 magnitude. So they were reporting from a different portion of the tectonic plate, But, uh, you know, the shake intensity, just watching it there, you guys, uh, definitely enough to wake people up from their sleep.
3: Yeah, this was significant in the sense that an earthquake of this magnitude in this area hadn't happened in a little bit more than a couple decades. Thank goodness we had that chimney that came down on a car. Nobody was in it. Would have been much worse. But just to put it in perspective, I'm just taking a look at, at the earthquake scale. Because it's a logarithmic scale, you've got the 7.8 that occurred in, in southern Turkey. That's a 3.8. So you've got a difference of 4.0 each Level with a logarithmic scale is 10 (laughs) times stronger. So that means what we saw happen over in in Europe is 40 times stronger. 10,000 times stronger really? because, because it's, you, oh, it's it the goes, multiple. It goes multiple. Yes. <gasps> yes. So that just gives you a little context wow. of how powerful that earthquake was abroad.
2: That's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, growing in intensity like that, that is quite remarkable. And a lot of those buildings, too, are concrete buildings. They don't have the structure that could actually move um, easily. And so that's where we're seeing a lot of devastation with the buildings being flattened um, right off the bat. So this is a,
0: a hard news to take I want to go back here Uh, again. This, at least one meteorologist is saying that the Turkey earthquake could have destabilized faults across the world. Now, I wanted to pull this up. I wanted to show you uh, what you're looking at on your screen here is these are areas of seismic fault zones. Now, you guys are listening by Spotify or Apple. Um, I just, if you... If you want to follow along with me, um, you could go to, to just go to Google and pull up uh, fault lines, major fault lines in America. And you should be able to probably pull up the same thing I'm looking at here. But nevertheless, we see we have these on the east coast of the U.S. We have them on the west coast and we have them in the Midwest. And you have all these, you have this, this, these, these major fault lines, the New Madrid, the Cascade, the, the Cascadian fault line, the Hayward fault, the San Andreas fault. You've got all these major fault lines and you see here for you guys that are watching the visual of this you see here where the highest you have a scale here they've got a chart and you've got the lowest hazard and you've got the highest hazard Uh, on the scale in the white you've got the lowest and it goes all the way up to the red and you got the highest and those that are in red are these major fault lines that when and if they are triggered can produce what these seismologists have warned and experts have warned is these catastrophic earthquakes that could even even change geographical planes they can change the uh the the areas in which they are centered around they can forever change them and scar the earth and cause crazy things to happen like in uh for example in new in the new magic fault line right there in the midwest when in 1811 1812 it changed all kinds of things there as far as uh, geographically speaking the the plains the it caused uh, geysers to form river the mississippi river to run backwards it caused um, it caused fissures to open up out of the ground it caused um, certain hills to even implode and collapse and riverbeds to form. So all this stuff. Now imagine on the West Coast, when you have this huge fault called the San Andreas, that if you look at, if you look with me on the map, it runs all the way from the top up here and goes all the way down the West Coast. And they're saying it's not a matter of if, but when this thing blows, again, it is going to be catastrophic. So, how many Americans are in danger, and what if a huge
3: quake hits here? Sam Champion is on the New Madrid fault line in Memphis, where there was a tremor just over the weekend. Sam? Yeah. And George, the interesting thing about the New Madrid fault, which is one of those surprising ones, is it runs from Memphis all the way into St. Louis. So there are millions of people right in the middle of the country that are affected by that. But we went to the top seismologists in the world to find out that there actually were historic earthquake events in the United States. And believe it or not, earthquakes happen here just about every day. The thing with earthquakes is it's location, location, location. So as we saw with this uh, devastating earthquake down in in Haiti, that was a uh, magnitude 7 rupture. But more to the point, it was directly underneath very large population. Just like California, where most Americans may think all our earthquakes are centered. But California's San Andreas is just one fault zone. There are at least four active earthquake zones that cover this country, all of which seismologists say have had historic eruptions and each could have another catastrophic strike at any time. Earthquakes are a national hazard and it's... In these areas away from uh, california away from the places we think about where there can be some of the greatest risk what about america's heartland we're on the second most active fault in the country and that's the new madrid fault it runs from st louis to memphis and this is real foot lake 16 miles long and created 200 years ago by what is still today the most powerful series of earthquakes in american history It happened nearly 200 years ago on the morning of December 16th, 1811. An estimated 7.5 on the Richter scale. It was followed by a series of 2,000 aftershocks over the next five months, some measuring 8.0 and felt as far away as Boston. New Madrid is the biggest fault line east of the Rockies. It extends 120 miles through five states, cuts across the Mississippi River in three places, and slices the Ohio River in half. Even now, the area averages a tremor every other day. A major earthquake here would affect 15 million people in seven different states. Do we think there's a big earthquake on the way for this zone? Yes, we have a history of large earthquakes that have occurred here at least over the last 1,500 years, about every 500 years. And those earthquakes occur as large sequences of events, not just a main shock. New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania have the 70-mile-long Ramapo Fault. These streaks are really all that's visible of the Ramapo Fall, and they continue all the way up this rock. It's one of the largest in the Northeast, and we're really just about an hour outside of New York. Never heard of it? Well, it's been quiet for a couple of hundred years, and seismologists say that's part of
0: the problem. We know in the future, at some point, an earthquake is going to occur. But we don't really understand the rules of the game yet in the
3: What we do know is the last major activity on the Ramapo Fault was a 5.2 centered in Brooklyn, New York in 1884. And if that same quake hit today, there are now 8 million residents of New York City. All could be affected by the Ramapo Fault's dangerous reach.
0: One important fault is the one that crosses Manhattan from the Hudson River to the East River, more or less along 125th Street. That's a well-known fault. There are tunnels constructed for the water and for the subway lines underneath that cross this fault so i just found this to be alarming that at least one meteorologist is warning that if uh, if he's right in his assessment that the the the, the impact the intensity of this the series of mega quakes in turkey was so powerful that it is now causing what he said to be a destabilization of the fault lines across the planet because you do realize all these fault lines run together this is why in my opinion when when you read about future prophecy and we're going to get into prophecy of regarding earthquakes in just a second that's where we're going to close with this but when you get into uh these the future war of gog magog ezekiel 38 39 for example he talks about the prophet talks about there will be such an earthquake that will be so great in in the scale of Depiction of trying to describe this thing. It will be so great that it will capture the attention of the world, the globe, the globe. He says the entire planet will shake. It will impact the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the beast of the field. That is a massive earthquake. Then you go over into, you go to the book of Isaiah. He talks about that there will be this shaking in the last days and every island shall be moved out of its place. Uh, Revelation chapter 11 talks about there'll be a great earthquake in Israel, in Jerusalem, that will kill thousands of people. You go into the tribulation period and it talks about earthquakes happening there. Then, of course, you have Matthew chapter 24. And when the disciples came to Christ directly and they said what will be the signs of your coming in the end of the age as we know it one of the signs he said would be you will see earthquakes in various places now that uh in the king james it uses a term called diverse diverse places uh other newer translation says various or different places in other words um when you really break this down You're going to see this is how we should interpret this. Not only will you see earthquakes in places that we normally see them, that's a given. Because, again, when you have an earthquake in California on the San Andreas fault line, no matter how, if it's a 2.3 or or a 4.0, the, the skeptics are always going to say this is nothing new. The ring of fire. They're always having earthquakes. They're always, always having seismic activity. You know, the Canary, uh, the, uh, or the, not the Canary Islands, but the, uh, the Aleutian Islands, the, uh, you have the, um, uh, uh, Papua New Guinea. You have earthquakes that are, that are very frequent there and it's not really abnormal in nature. But when you, But when Christ was talking about earthquakes in diverse places, he's saying that they're not going to be just in places that where you see normal seismic activity and the earth releasing pressure, but you're going to see earthquakes emerging and popping up in places that is rare, that is abnormal, that is, um, that is extraordinary. Um, That's what you need to be watching for. And the earthquake that just hit in New York, that is not normal. That is a rare occurrence to have an earthquake that big in Buffalo, New York. And that's why this meteorologist is given the assessment that he is that it's, that it's very plausible. It's very possible that the earth is now, uh, experiencing this Major seismic activity because all these fault lines are connected. Now, if you want to use biblical terms to this, I call it birth pangs. Jesus called, these are the beginning, Matthew 24, verse eight. These are the beginning of sorrows. That word sorrows in Greek is where we get the terminology or the definition of birth pangs. Uh, a woman would enter into her sorrows or her time of sorrows. It's that nine month period of intense birth pangs that will usher in the birthing of the, of the, come on, of the child. And in the end, prophetically speaking, we're seeing the earth travailing in its sorrows, in its length of time, this space of time. No man knows the day nor the hour, but we can know the, times and the seasons and we know that when we see this intensification of the birth pangs we know that the water is about to break and when the water is about to break it means that we're about to see the revealing of the son of man come on from heaven but then you go to luke 21 and the writer of the gospel of Luke gives us an even more greater clue on these earthquakes he said quote in Luke 21:11 and there will be great earthquakes in diverse places. So not only will you get these little 2.3s or 3.5s popping up in abnormal locations, but he says that as we get closer to the end of the age and the revealing of the son of man, you're going to, the earth is going to experience great earthquakes, megos or mega quakes, just like we have just witnessed And the past 24 hours that has happened in Turkey, not one, not one big giant quake, but two back to back mega quakes or great earthquakes. Okay, so what are we talking about here? We're talking about we are in what? scholars call the birth pangs of the Messiah. We are in the, the travailing of the earth, the travailing of humanity that's leading up to the revealing of the son of man. Again, when you go to the the book of Romans chapter eight, it tells us again that the creation itself is yearning and is longing to be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Now, what is that talking about, Brother Ricky? That's talking about, listen, when Adam and Eve, not so much Eve, but when Adam partook of the fruit of the tree in which he was forbidden to eat of, and, and because of that, the entire earth, not just humanity, or us as humans, but the entire earth came under a curse, the corruption. This is why he said, and you go all the way back to the book of Genesis, God speaks to humanity, and he says, From this day forward, you will work from the sweat of your brow. Did you know that's a curse? That was never intended in the beginning. Come on, you could thank Adam and Eve for that. Then he tells Eve, he said from this day forward, the women of the earth will give birth in pain. They there will be pain involved in 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 uh in the birthing process. Again, this is a matter of the curse and corruption upon mankind. The thorns, the thistles. The uh, all these every look, let me make it real simple for you. The things that we would consider on this earth to be plagues, pestilences, evil, disasters, destruction, all that stuff. This is from two sources, one, Satan, who is the origin of evil and two from the corruption of the earth in which it fell under a curse because of the disobedience of old grandpa and old grandma, Adam and Eve. So this is what this is talking about. When you go into the book of Romans in chapter eight, verse 21, it says that all the creation come on, the birds, the fish, the beast of the field, the trees, the flowers, the vegetation, everything is yearning for the glorious liberty. Uh, to be free from this corruption. In verse 22, it says, "We know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now." But then he shifts and says, "Not only is, <clears throat> not only are the animals and the uh, the trees and the earth itself groaning in birth pangs, but then he says." but humanity and he even goes even deeper and he says we who have the first fruits of the spirit we who are born again do i got anybody that's listening to the podcast tonight and watching that are born again your spirit filled your your spirit has been uh sealed until the day of redemption your name is in the lamb's book of life my friends you and I who fall in that category are in the classification of those who have the first fruits of the spirit. I want to show you what Paul said here in Romans. 8:23 He says not only that but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit even we ourselves groan within ourselves eagerly eagerly waiting for the adoption the redemption of our body oh hallelujah come on this gets me excited you know listen every time you get out of bed in the morning and your back is aching and your knees are cracking And come on. And all arthritis is squeaking. You know what that is? That is your earthly body groaning and eagerly waiting for the anticipation of the redemption of our new body. Hallelujah. We're getting new bodies. Come on. Somebody should get excited about that. Come on, this old body will be redeemed with it. Come on, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Behold, I speak unto you a mystery: we shall be changed in a moment and a twinkling of an eye. And this corruption should put on incorruption. Come on and come on! And, and 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 Paul said in Thessalonians, at the at the voice, at the shout of an archangel and the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up with them in the clouds. And I'm going to tell you, we're we're not going up in the clouds with these old squeaking, cracking, falling apart bodies. We're going with redeemed bodies in Jesus name. And I'm telling you right now, our bodies are longing to be redeemed by the Messiah. And he says in Romans chapter eight, verse 24, for we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope, for why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. So this is where I want to leave you with tonight. Listen, yes, we're going to pray for the the precious people of Turkey, their families, and those that are directly involved and impacted by this disaster. But listen, I came by today not to just give you some gloom and doom news. I came today to give you a redemptive hope. And here's the redemptive hope. The world um, and the world and those that are blind sees these as natural occurrences. They're just cyclical. They're just disasters in the making or they're quote unquote climate change or they're the act of man or they are they are induced by some type of uh, weapons or or whatever the case would be. You're going to get all these arguments all over the Internet. But when I see this and when those who have discernment and understand the times and seasons in which we're in. In. And I will go far as to say those who have the first fruits of the Spirit of God in them. They listen. We don't people say, why do you believe in a God whom you cannot see? Why can you believe and look forward to a city who whose maker and builder you cannot see? You can't see heaven. You can't see the registry in heaven. You can't see the book of life. Oh, you are correct, friend. We may not be able to see it, but my Bible says that eyes have not seen. Nor ears have not heard, nor is it entered into the hearts of man what God has in store for them, but it has been revealed unto us by his spirit. I'm trying to tell you today, if you got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, I'm telling you it's leaping on the inside because you're seeing the signs of the coming of Mashiach. You're seeing the signs of the coming of the Lord. Everything that our Lord and Savior said would happen, this would take place and that would take place. We can't see this, but we eagerly wait for it with personal perseverance meaning come on we know now that we are seeing the birth pangs we know that as the travail gets stronger and it gets more intense we know that the water's about to break and we know and because we know this we can endure we can persevere we got to keep praying keep interceding keep staying in the word keep staying in his presence and keep serving him come on until the trumpet blows Last in the heavens until we hear come up here I'm not going to debate on the timing of the the uh of the event I'm not even going to debate on that event in which itself here's the one thing we can come in agreement with my brothers and sisters and that is this that the Lord is on his way back the Lord is about to make his return and it's up to you and I to be to decide on what side of the tracks we're going to beyond because my bible said there is no middle ground there is no fence riders that are going to make it into the kingdom in fact revelation says that the lukewarm will be spewed out of his mouth so listen before we pray for the precious people of turkey let's pray for you if you're watching today you're listening today and you're away from god you you don't know the lord Somebody invited you into this podcast. Somebody invited you on this broadcast. They tagged you in this, whatever the case may be. And you're like, why in the world am I even here? How did I get here? Why am I listening to this? Listen, it's not by accident. The Bible said there's a purpose and a plan for every season under heaven. The fact that you're here and you're listening to this and you're and you feel something going on. That is the conviction of the Lord. That is God wooing you by his spirit, reaching out to you by his mercy and his grace. Telling you, don't put off what you can do today because we're not promised another day tomorrow. Those people in Turkey that were sleeping overnight. They did. I'm guarantee you they did not go to bed the night before with the anticipation that they would wake up into eternity when they open their eyes. But that's exactly what has happened to a lot of these individuals. They went to bed that night and woke up into eternity in either a devil's hell or a paradise in heaven second corinthians chapter 12 now i don't want to listen tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast we're going to talk about heaven and hell we're going to talk about life after death and all that so you don't want to miss that podcast so i don't want to get too far into this but we'll discuss the different theological views on that depending on what denomination and what belief system you're in so i get i understand there's going to be people people that even watching this right now and you're like well i don't believe in hell i don't believe in heaven i don't believe that when you die you go to heaven or hell etc whatever i'm not here to debate that the bottom line is you need to give your heart to jesus right now don't put it off don't delay it quit making excuses right now in jesus name do it father in the name of the lord jesus i'm asking that the holy spirit of god would convict those that are watching convict those that are listening today and if they're away from you they don't know you i pray that lord as the lord leads them as the holy spirit is willing them i pray that they begin to open their mouth and repent of their sins their iniquities their trespasses and their transgressions before you i ask that lord that you would cleanse them and wash them by the blood of jesus lord as their hand is on their heart asking you to forgive them as they have their hands lifted as As their eyes are closed, as tears are flowing, their hearts pounding, their hands are sweating. I pray that you would lead them today unto eternal life by putting their name in a lamb's book of life as they put their faith and their trust in you, Jesus Christ, for the remission of their sins. Listen, if if you made that commitment today, you pray that today. Welcome to the family. We say welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the Bible says all of heaven is rejoicing over one sinner that gives his heart to jesus christ did you know your bible says that and you are fulfilling that word today by making that decision today listen before we let you go today we need you to do a couple things number one we need you to download our free app that's going to how you're going to keep up with this it. it's available on apple it's available on android hit yes to push notifications you're going to get every podcast and every headline right there at your fingertips real easy to do do it today keep up with this if this ministry is a continual source of information revelation and blessing and equipping for you your family your co-workers whoever is is getting impacted by this ministry and you wish to give back support partner with us, you can do that two different ways. You can give electronically through the app at the very bottom to the right where it says donate or you can go to our main website at endtimeheadlines.org or endtimeheadlines.com and you're going to see a place there to give as well or if you wish to give by a check or money order right there on the center of your screen The use that are watching, you can give by making it out to End Time Headlines PO Box 1391 that's Monroe, Georgia 30655 Guys, before we let you go today let's pray I want you to come into agreement with me as we pray for these individuals that have been impacted some people have lost their parents their grandparents their children their whole families we don't know the circumstances I want you to pray for them as you would want us to pray for you if that was your family if that was your children left behind And you uh, were killed and went on to be with the Lord. Your children are going to be left behind. Or what if it was uh, your children that were taken? We we. need we've, I want you to pray right now in Jesus' name. Father, we come before your throne. You said we could come boldly before the throne room of grace and obtain mercy in a time of need. God, we come with the compassion of the Lord in our hearts. We ask that you would comfort and give peace to all those that have been impacted by these disasters, by these earthquakes. Lord, for the families that have been left behind, of those that have lost children, lost parents, lost grandparents, Parents, lost family members, friends, co-workers, acquaintances, neighbors. Lord, if they've been impacted in any way, I pray that you would comfort them and bring peace in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you would bring miracles in in this situation for those children that are stuck under rubble or parents or there's people that are stuck under rubble uh in in Turkey or in 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 Syria i pray father that lord that their cries would be heard that the rescue teams would see them and that they would be rescued in jesus name lord may your sovereign your hand of sovereignty be seen and be moved across these regions in jesus name to this disaster and above all this god i pray father that Lord that you would begin to move upon missionaries and humanitarian aids and workers that are going into that area that are are Bible believing spirit filled believers in Jesus name Lord may the gospel go forth into these regions and may these people hear the good news of the gospel even now in Jesus name because we know that you're a God who will take what the enemy meant for evil and he will use it for good that more souls can come into the kingdom of heaven you said look lift up and look up your heads for the harvest surely is plentiful but the labors are few god lift up and raise up the labors in these regions to go forth and reap the harvest of souls that are ripe in these areas in jesus name Amen and amen. Come on, do you believe this prayer today? I believe God will honor our prayers in Jesus' name. So listen, guys, thank you so much for coming on to the broadcast today. I know we weren't on here a long time today, but we do appreciate you coming on and being a part of our Monday podcast. Listen, we're going to sign off for tonight. We will be right back here Tuesday on February 7th with another great episode uh, of equipping and encouraging and information as well. Until then, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.